0: Jehovah is the only true God, the sovereign of the universe. Some wicked spirits, and even humans, have deceitfully pretended to be gods. Other gods are nothing more than figments of human imagination. Those who put their trust in false gods are sure to be disappointed. False gods are incapable of blessing or protecting their worshippers. Psalm 96.5 says, All the gods of the peoples are worthless gods. In contrast, the true God Jehovah lovingly cares for his loyal worshipers and will never forsake them. In Bible times, there were some among Jehovah's people who deceived themselves into thinking that they could worship false gods without losing Jehovah's favor. For example, in Elijah's day, King Ahab married Jezebel and joined her in Baal worship. Many Israelites followed King Ahab, giving lip service to Jehovah while at the same time venerating the false god Baal. The following audio drama will take us back to the days of the prophet Elijah in the 10th century B.C.E. We will examine how Jehovah proved to be the only true God. We will also see how we can avoid putting trust in false gods today. As we review the events that took place in Elijah's day, look for the answers to the following questions 1. Why is it foolish to give our devotion to anything or anyone other than Jehovah? 2. What could interfere with our giving exclusive devotion to Jehovah? Three, how does Jehovah make himself known to us as individuals? While listening to the recording, use your imagination to picture the various characters, such as spineless and hypocritical King Ahab, evil and domineering Queen Jezebel, and the humble and loyal prophet Elijah. Visualize the land of Israel, its valleys, ravines, and hills, all scorched by severe drought. As you listen to the voices and sounds, remember that although these words were spoken thousands of years ago, they were actual conversations between real people like us. First. Turn in your Bible to 1 Kings 16, 29-33. This account begins by telling us about wicked King Ahab. Let us see how this Bible account comes to life as we listen to the audio drama, Jehovah is the Only True God. Ahab
1: the son of Omri became king over Israel in the 38th year of King Aser of Judah. And Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria for 22 years. Ahab the son of Omri was worse in the eyes of Jehovah than all those who were prior to him. As if it were a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, he also took his wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, the king of the Sidonians, And began to serve Baal and to bow down to him. Further, he set up an altar to Baal at the house of Baal that he built in Samaria. Ahab also made the sacred pole. Ahab did more to offend Jehovah, the God of Israel, than all the kings of Israel prior to him.
0: Did you note the answers to the three questions posed earlier? The first was, why is it foolish to give devotion to anything or anyone other than Jehovah? One after the other, the kings who preceded Ahab offended Jehovah and suffered terrible consequences. Rather than learning from the past, Ahab did more to offend Jehovah, the God of Israel, than all the kings of Israel prior to him, as it says at 1 Kings 16.33. Ahab was foolish to think that he could successfully worship both Jehovah and Baal. As stated at 1 Corinthians 10.21, You cannot be drinking the cup of Jehovah and the cup of demons. You cannot be partaking at the table of Jehovah, And the table of demons. Ahab suffered the worst possible consequence for attempting to do this, namely, Jehovah's disapproval. The second question was, what could interfere with our giving exclusive devotion to Jehovah? Today, it is unlikely that a person dedicated to Jehovah would intentionally worship a false deity. Yet one could inadvertently begin to give Jehovah less than exclusive devotion. Under the influence of his pagan wife Jezebel, Ahab became entangled in false worship. We must avoid the harmful influence of people who do not worship the only true God so that our heart proves to be complete with Jehovah. The third question was, How does Jehovah make Himself known to us as individuals? 1 Kings 16.30 makes mention of the eyes of Jehovah. Unlike false gods, Jehovah has the ability to see everything we do. 1 Kings 16.33 states that Jehovah was offended by Ahab's actions. Jehovah is a real person who reminds us that He cares about His earthly creatures. Our actions can either offend Him or please Him. And how comforting it is to know that our acts of love and our loyalty to Jehovah do not go unnoticed by Him. The next portion of this drama is based on 1 Kings 17, 1-7. through Here, the Bible, for the first time, introduces Jehovah's faithful prophet, Elijah.
1: Now Elijah the Tishbite, an inhabitant of Gilead, said to Ahab, As surely as
2: Jehovah the God of Israel, whom I serve, is living, During these years there will be no dew or rain except by my word.
1: The word of Jehovah came to him, saying, Leave here, and turn eastward, and hide at the valley of Kirith, east of the Jordan. You should drink from the stream, and I will command the ravens to supply you food there. He immediately went and did according to the word of Jehovah. He went and stayed by the valley of Kirith east of the Jordan. And the ravens were bringing him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the stream. But after some days, the stream ran dry because there was no rain in the land.
0: Again, did you note how 1 Kings 17, 1 through 7 answers the three questions posed earlier? Remember our first question, why is it foolish to give devotion to anything or anyone other than Jehovah? As a result of Ahab's apostasy, Jehovah afflicted the land with a drought that lasted three and a half years, according to Luke 4.25. Baal, the Canaanite god of rain and fertility, could not rescue the people from such a calamity because Baal was a false god. Next, what could interfere with our giving exclusive devotion to Jehovah? Sensual desires, material comforts, secular careers, higher education, technology, pets— entertainment, food, or drink—could gradually become the objects of our devotion. Placing our trust in material things can bring only calamity and can ruin our friendship with Jehovah. That is why it is so important that we heed Jesus' words found at Luke 21, 34-36. Luke 21, Beginning in verse 34, Jesus said, But pay attention to yourselves that your hearts never become weighed down with overeating and heavy drinking and anxieties of life, and suddenly that day be instantly upon you as a snare, for it will come upon all those dwelling on the face of the whole earth, Keep awake, then, all the time making supplication, that you may succeed in escaping all these things that must occur, and in standing before the Son of Man. Finally, how does Jehovah make himself known to us as individuals? Jehovah has power over the forces of nature— as highlighted by His ability to produce a drought over the land. He also demonstrated His power over earthly creatures, such as the ravens that He used to feed Elijah. The false gods of the people had no such powers. Today, Jehovah demonstrates His power by preventing His enemies from eradicating pure worship. This is in keeping with His promise found at Isaiah 54.17. Isaiah 54.17, which says, No weapon formed against you will have any success, and you will condemn any tongue that rises up against you in the judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of Jehovah, and their righteousness is from me declares Jehovah. Yes, as individuals, we receive Jehovah's help to cope with the anxieties of this world. The next portion of this drama is based on 1 Kings 18, 17-46. This account begins three and a half years into the severe drought. Famine has afflicted Israel by the hand of Jehovah. Even in the face of such divine discipline, Ahab and many other Israelites obstinately persist in their worship of the false god Baal while pretending also to worship the true god Jehovah. Ahab has been searching for Elijah for a long time because he feels that Elijah is responsible for the drought. Let us listen as Ahab finally meets Elijah face-to-face.
1: As soon as Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him,
2: Is this you, the one bringing great trouble on Israel? To this he said, I have not brought trouble on Israel, but you and the house of your father have, by abandoning the commandments of Jehovah and by following the Baals. And now summon all Israel to me at Mount Carmel, as well as the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of the sacred pole, who are eating at the table of Jezebel.
1: So Ahab sent word among all the people of Israel and collected the prophets together at Mount Carmel, Then Elijah approached all the people and said,
2: How long will you be limping between two different opinions? If Jehovah is the true God, follow him. But if
1: Baal is, follow him. But the people did not say a word in answer to him. Elijah then said to the people, I am the
2: only prophet of Jehovah left, while the prophets of Baal are 450 men. Let them give us two young bulls and let them choose one young bull and cut it into pieces and put it on the wood but they should not put fire to it. I will prepare the other young bull and I will place it on the wood but I will not put fire to it. Then you must call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of Jehovah. The God who answers by fire will show that He is the true God.
1: To this all the people answered, What you say is good. Elijah now said to the prophets of Baal,
2: Choose one young bull and prepare it first, because you are the majority. Then call on the name of your God, but you must not put fire to it.
1: So they took the young bull that was given to them, prepared it, and kept calling on the name of Baal from morning until noon, saying,
2: Oh, Baal, Baal, answer us! Baal,
1: answer us! But there was no voice and no one answering. They kept limping around the altar that they had made. About noon, Elijah began to mock them and say, Call out at the top of your
2: voice. After all, he is a god. Perhaps he is deep in thought, or he has gone to relieve himself, or maybe he is asleep and
1: someone needs to wake him
2: up. him up.
1: They were calling out at the top of their voice and cutting themselves with daggers and lances, according to their custom until their blood gushed out all over them. Noon was past and they continued in a frenzy until the time the evening grain offering is presented. But there was no voice and no one answering No one was paying attention. At length, Elijah said to all the people, Approach me. So all the people approached him. Then he repaired the altar of Jehovah that had been torn down. Elijah then took 12 stones, corresponding to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom Jehovah's word had come, saying, Israel will be your name. With the stones, he built an altar in the name of Jehovah. Then he made a trench all around the altar, an area large enough to sow with two sear measures of seed. After that, he put the pieces of wood in order, cut the young bull into pieces and placed it on the wood. He now said, Fill four large jars with water and pour
2: it on the burnt offering and on the pieces of wood. Then he said,
1: Do it again. So they did it again. Once more he said, Do it a third time. So they did it a third time. And the water ran all around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. About the time when the evening grain offering is presented, Elijah the prophet stepped forward and said, O
2: Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Today, let it be known that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant, and that it is by your word that I have done all these things. Answer me, O Jehovah! Answer me, so that this people may know that you, Jehovah, are the true God, and that you are turning their hearts back to you. At that the fire of
1: Jehovah fell from above and consumed the burnt offering, the pieces of wood, the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water from the trench. When all the people saw it, they immediately fell face down and said,
2: Jehovah is the true God. Jehovah! Jehovah is the true God! Jehovah!
1: Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let a single one of them escape. At once they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the stream of Kishon and slaughtered them there. Elijah now said to Ahab, Go
2: up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of a heavy downpour.
1: So Ahab went up to eat and drink, while Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and crouched on the ground, keeping his face between his knees. Then he said to his attendant, Go up, please, and look toward the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing at all. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time his attendant said, Look,
2: there is a small cloud, like a man's hand, ascending out of the sea. He now said, Go, say to Ahab, hitch up the chariot. Go down,
1: so that the downpour may not detain you. Meanwhile, the sky grew dark with clouds. The wind blew and a heavy downpour fell, and Ahab kept riding and made his way to Jezreel. But the hand of Jehovah came on Elijah, and he wrapped his garment around his hips and ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel.
0: Yet again, recall how this reading provides the answers to the questions posed at the outset. First, why is it foolish to give devotion to anything or anyone other than Jehovah? Elijah presented the people with a choice. How long will you be limping between two different opinions? If Jehovah is the true God, follow him. But if Baal is, follow him. Shortly thereafter, Jehovah produced irrefutable evidence of Baal's uselessness as a god. Not a single one of Baal's prophets escaped punishment by death. Baal totally failed his worshippers. It makes no sense to offend Jehovah, the source of life and true happiness. Second, what could interfere with our giving exclusive devotion to Jehovah? When the Israelites witnessed the fire of Jehovah consuming the bull, the water, the wood, and even the stones, they were moved to declare repeatedly that Jehovah is the only true God. The nation of Israel had been Jehovah's people for almost 600 years and were well aware of His mighty power the nation did not need to witness another miracle to acknowledge Jehovah as the true God. Obviously, their senses had become dull, as if they had forgotten the wonderful things Jehovah had done for them. Today, we must be determined never to forget the wonderful things that Jehovah has done for us as individuals and as a people. We do well to meditate on the abundant evidence of his godship finally how does jehovah make himself known to us as individuals jehovah answered elijah's fervent prayers for fire and rain jehovah continues to be the hearer of prayer today first john 5:14 states that no matter what we ask according to His will, He hears us. Jehovah miraculously empowered Elijah to outrun Ahab's horse-drawn chariot for a distance of 19 miles. Today, Jehovah's Spirit gives us power beyond what is normal to face our challenges successfully. As the Apostle Paul wrote, as recorded at Philippians 4.13, For all things I have the strength through the One who gives me power. Now, the next portion of this drama is based on 1 Kings 19, 1-8. through This account reveals a very human side of Elijah. Faced with a death threat from wicked queen Jezebel, Elijah becomes frustrated and depressed. Let us listen in and see how Jehovah comes to Elijah's rescue and proves to be the true God.
1: Then Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. At that Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying,
2: So may the gods do to me and add to it, if by this time tomorrow I do not make you like each one of them.
1: At that he became afraid, so he got up and ran for his life. He came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and he left his attendant there. He went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he asked that he might die. He said,
2: It is enough! Now, O Jehovah, take my life away,
1: for I am no better than my forefathers. Then he lay down and fell asleep under the broom tree. But suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. When he looked, there at his head was a round loaf on heated stones and a jug of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. Later, the angel of Jehovah came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, and in the strength of that nourishment, he went on for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horab. The Mountain of
0: the True God. Once again, our three questions find resounding answers. One, why is it foolish to give devotion to anything or anyone other than Jehovah? Even after the miracles performed on Mount Carmel, Ahab and Jezebel remained unrepentant. They sank into a disapproved mental state, having gone past all moral sense. This shows that a pattern of disobedience or half-hearted worship can harden us and draw us away from the true God. Two, what could interfere with our giving exclusive devotion to Jehovah? Elijah was a man with feelings like ours. He became depressed and felt like giving up. Although all of us are susceptible to negative feelings, we must not allow them to paralyze us spiritually. Three, how does Jehovah make himself known to us as individuals? The angel of Jehovah literally fed Elijah and also infused him with spiritual and emotional strength. As humans, we will experience periods of sadness and frustration. Jehovah makes Himself known to us as individuals by infusing us with encouragement through His Word, His Holy Spirit, and the Christian congregation. We can trust Jehovah to rescue us from the depths of despair. The Bible account of Elijah teaches us many valuable lessons— The prophets of Baal come to realize, but too late, that Jehovah is the only true God. But that lesson is only the beginning. As the only true God, Jehovah deserves and expects our exclusive devotion. Nothing should compete with our whole-soul worship of Him. Moreover, He has the power and the desire to bless and protect us. As the only true God, He will be loyal to all those loyal to Him. Therefore, may each of us continue to demonstrate intense loyalty to our Heavenly Father, the only true God, Jehovah.